Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hi, I'm Susie Perry, and welcome to the BT Sport MotoGP podcast. Today, we're in San Marino for round 13 of the season from Misano, and here is how the race was won. Turn 16, it's called Misano, and the master of Misano will be Danny Pedrosa. Danny Pedrosa, then, will be the eighth Grand Prix winner of 2016, and wheelies over the line in fine style. A remarkable win for him from Valentino Rossi, 20 points. Then 16 points for Jorge Lorenzo in third place. But Mark Marquez still gets great points in 13 to the line. Exactly. And damage limitation yet again from Mark Marquez. He does not throw caution to the wind. Coming up, the views of James Toesland, Neil Hodgson, Gavin Emmett and all the protagonists from race day. But first, what did Julian Ryder and Keith Hewan make of the racing? What a cracking San Marino Grand Prix, full of surprises as usual, Jules. Got to say, the surprise of Danny Pedrosa. Last time we saw that, last time Valentino saw that, was arrogant last year. 12 months ago, effectively. Incredible ride from him. Uh, When Valentino Rossi looked like he had done everything he needed to do to win his home Grand Prix, those hordes of yellow army coming over the the hills and down through the lanes, 100,000 people here at Trackside Jewels, all to be disappointed. All of them, Keith, all of them, because the place was painted yellow. But Danny Pedrosa reminds us when he doesn't have to struggle with getting heat into the tyres... Danny Pedrosa is still up there with the best. It looked like it was going to be Mark, though, didn't it, for some considerable time on the other Honda. He'd gone for the hard option front tyre. Mark Marquez was making progress as the two Yamahas really started to fight it out of the front. Uh, Eventually, Valentino Rossi forcing the issue on Jorge Lorenzo, who somewhat, um, I think I said in commentary, arrogantly looked like he wasn't going to give the place up, but it was full of Valentino and had no choice. But then Valet just looked like he got the pace to win this race so well. I thought so. I thought that was it. Done deal. Jorge clearly couldn't quite go with him. Marquez started going backwards. Well, actually, he had a moment or two, didn't he, Mark Marquez, where he looked like he may be able to challenge Jorge. It looked like that front tyre was coming to him. And And then when Danny Danny caught him... That was his lot, wasn't it? He He didn't and couldn't respond to his teammate. And Danny had... Looks like it had stuff in hand. I mean, yep. he came from the third row of the grid. He, he did actually, to be honest, he had a good free practices. Definitely. It was only the qualifying that he, he mucked up in. in. Absolutely right. He was fourth, I think, in free practice off the top of my head. And looked, he looked more like his old self. Confidence coming, of all places, from Silverstone. A cold, horrible racetrack he doesn't like at all. But he was half decent and looked more confident in, at the British Grand Prix. 
that soft option front tyre didn't really look like an option for many. Uh, Danny being the lightweight that he is in, in demeanour, um, it was a situation that he had to wait for it to come to him. He had to wait to... He looked like he grew in confidence every 2.6 yep. miles. And then, second half of the race, he just charged through them. Got to say, Rossi, you know, really is... You know, he's the people's champ we hear. We're here on home soil. I don't think anybody that's not been here can actually understand what it actually means. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. even you see British motorhomes that are parked around here with 46 all over and half painted in yellow. I mean, it is a phenomena that you can only really appreciate if you're sort of 10 kilometres from Tavulia, where yep. he comes from. And Which is the epicentre of the Rossi phenomenon. But it's, it's a remarkable situation. But he really looked to me to be disappointed, absolutely to the core disappointed. Don't look at the post-Rostrum interviews. Look at the one where he was, when they got him in Park Ferme. Because that was a man who, to use the time-honoured phrase, was completely gutted that he hadn't won this race. Do you reckon it might be his last to, to win here? Was oh. that his last opportunity? <laughs> That's what he's worried about. Eighth, we asked the question on BT Sport, didn't we? If there is to be, and I, I felt like the wording was sort of um, just sort of tentative, as if we couldn't possibly think there'd be an eighth winner. <laughs> Not in consecutively, no. Exactly, in succession. I think that we'd all pretty much dismissed that possibility, despite the fact Danny Pedrosa won the poll. So fans at home, if you voted, well, you obviously 40% know... 40% of them said Danny. Yeah, you obviously know better than uh, the so-called experts, that's for sure. But uh, Danny Pedrosa was the one that the money went on, and he delivered. In just in the biggest possible way. We shouldn't be surprised. He's still a great rider. The conditions came to him. He has won a Mudder Grand Prix race every year of his 10 years in the top class. So where to for Rossi now? I mean, he's the, the, hmm. the, he's got it down to 43 points over Mark Marcus. The only saving grace, I suppose, is the fact that he gained a few more points. It's 43 now between him. We've got five more races left. I mean, where do you see Rossi pulling it back on Marcus? A Marquez that's prepared to, to take fourth yes. place. This is the problem for Valentino. If he can't win, as we saw today, he, Marquez stayed with Pedroza for only a few corners. And then Danny pulled away and Mark said, fine, I'll stay here then. I wonder how Yamaha are going to feel if that Mugello blow up for Valentino Rossi. We figured an almost nailed on 25 yeah. points. I don't think there's anybody sensible around who would, who would argue with that. He was so comfortable when that engine went bang at Mugello. Uh, it's, you know, it wasn't his fault. He didn't do anything bad to it. It was the team's fault. Uh, for not reading the runes correctly. And it could be it. And then the, the, the mistake at Assen, the crash at Assen, which was Valentino's fault, however slight and tiny an error it was, that lost another hatful of points. And if you, again, look at the footage, if you can look it up, of Rossi dragging that bike out the sandpit at Assen and the onboard camera going straight into his face, he knew what he'd done there. Lorenzo back to some kind of form this weekend, but again, uh, Yamaha seem to be missing opportunities here at the moment, don't they? I mean, it's a situation where, with Lorenzo somewhere thereabouts, he said the pace, Danny's pace, Valentino's pace, was too hot for him. Yep, and this is a man who was the first ma the first into the 131s for his... Uh, his in qualifying, in, yeah. in pole, For his pole laps. Uh, yet, and today, Sunday, just didn't quite have that edge. 
It's going to be an interesting last five rounds oh. for MotoGP, but what about the Moto2? That's hotting up even more, really, isn't it? Zarco just looked a bit fragile this weekend. Yeah, I'm not quite sure he got pushed and bullied back and then picked a few places off towards the end. Wasn't allowed his rhythm, was he? I think that's exactly the point. No one let him get to the front and go away, which is what he did here last year, of course. Uh, and hats off to Alex Rins. Again. Again. Two times on the trot. Last week, of course, Silverstone, he, yep. he, he got points when he wasn't fit after that uh, collarbone. This time round, I mean, he's still not completely fit. That's a fact. And he looked like he wore himself out towards the end of the race. But he didn't give it up, did he? I mean, those fast old right-handers, he was still having a go. He had a dip on the fast rights on the last lap at, at uh, Baldessari, the maiden winner, uh, and came within a couple of inches of an horrible collision and going up the track again. But, he, what is it, three points now only at the top of the Moto2 championship? From my memory, that's exactly B what it is. He's under a lot of pressure, so we're going to see yeah. now how he manages that pressure. Zarco, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, because Rins goes got Rins has got two Spanish home races left. I wasn't actually concerned too much about Rins. He seems to be one of those kids that he seems <laughs> fairly bulletproof. I mean, he, yes. And after what he showed us today, the adrenaline took over, and he wasn't prepared to lose those extra five points. I mean, he could have headed the championship if he'd have managed to pinch yeah. that lead back from Baldassare. I, I was astonished. He was clearly suffering with his shoulder. The broken collarbone repaired a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and he still had a go. He still dipped. He could easily have just rolled off on the last lap and said, 20 points, you know what? I've beaten Zarco. I've closed the gap. That's fine. No way. He put in, as you say, the bravest of attacks on the last lap. Third Mizano on the trot where Sam Lowe's has not scored points. Uh, again, I, I think that in commentary, um, by your normal temperate standards i must say that you were you were kind of frustrated i felt by by sam I, looking quite as scruffy as he did out i was fr as frustrated I, I was as frustrated i think as sam was indeed and this is an emotion that he's controlled for most of this season understanding that he must you know do what marquez is doing and take the points when the situation isn't suiting him there is no way this track has suited him been here twice before, zero points from those two, and he did the same again, and I find that um, frustrating. Moto3, Brad Binder, one hand on the trophy is the old phrase, and it definitely looks like he's got it now. I think more than one hand, Keith, it's one and three quarters. 20 points next time in Aragon, we'll see it sealed for him. So second place will do it? Yeah. No that, matter that what was, anybody else does? That was my calculation, I hope it's right. So do I. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to check it. Uh, yes, because Navarro again... Had a, had a terrible weekend. And I don't know what to say. Joanne Mir was one of the little stars, though, wasn't it? Again, this, yeah. I mean, That yeah. was a cracking bit of work. We're seeing some stars moving through Moto3 yeah. again, aren't we? Joanne Mir is definitely one for the future. But uh, Binder, you know, 21 years old, a little older than maybe some of them. But then again, sort of South Africa's a bit like Great Britain, really. We all start a little late in uh, those regions. Yes. And uh, Binder came to the season quite late. But once he started winning... He's looked class. And this was his first win from a pole position. Another Indeed. box ticked. Four pole positions. This is his first win from, uh, from yep. this one here. So what have we got to look forward to in Aragon? Brad Binder as world champion. Tick. Alex Rins taking the lead of the Moto2 championship. <laughs> I reckon you're right as well. Um, <laughs> and I haven't got a clue what's <laughs> going to happen in Moto Grand Prix. Certainly tune in for us, of course. In two weeks' time, when we get to Aragon in Spain, and uh, 
the continuing saga of the MotoGP portfolio continues. Can't wait. It was Danny Pedrosa today who was just on fire, James. And what a race that was. Oh, phenomenal. To say he only had two-thirds the whole of this season coming into this race. And we've seen the, how, the extent of his problems when the temperatures call, haven't we, in Austria. He couldn't even brake on the, on the Honda that he was on. But coming here, the soft front tyre for Michelin, this temperature mm, that we, really we, we, we've been feeling all weekend... It was amazing, especially on the tight section, the first part of the first six corners. The corner speed and entry speed and the apex that he was hitting, compared to the other guys, was amazing. And he said something, and he's not ever very bullshit, you know. He's never arrogant. He's such a lovely guy. But he did say, I have a better pace than a lot of the guys in front of me. And I thought that was really a strong word to say. And uh, I don't think he was talking about Bantelli, but he may well have been. We can hear from home hero Valentino Rossi now. He's with Gav. Yeah, and we saw all the love for you out there, Valentino, on that cooling down that. But you love to have given them a victory today. But it looks like, again, all about tyre choices before the start of the race. Bah, I think that uh, in my case, I make the right choice. And uh, I, had, uh, I had the maximum. I did uh, a very good race uh, with, with a strong pace on the, from the start. And uh, I stay in front a lot of laps. So you, you start to feel the sweet, you know? Especially when you see that Orge and, uh, and Marquez uh, struggle. But after arrive another one. <laughs> I don't expect uh, Pedroza so, so strong. I think that he had a very bad idea to be so fast this, uh, today. <laughs> because next, uh, next week is, is OMGP in Aragon. So why today? <laughs> I tried to stay with him, but he's, uh, he was too fast. He was today, uh, definitely, but still, you're taking points out of Mark Marquez in the championship. 43, I'm sure you'll have wanted that extra five more because it would have really come down then. What about uh, the championship? It's still there, isn't it? You know, in, uh, in this weekend, uh, I just concentrate uh, to the race because I want to try to win. And uh, from one side, uh, uh, I'm not happy because uh, I wasn't able to arrive uh, first. But on the other side, I think that uh, I give the maximum, I ride well, we work well, we did the right decision with the, with the, with the team. I think that uh, sometimes uh, Pedroza is a disadvantage for his weight with the tyres, but today he had a, big, uh, a small advantage, no? because at the end it was, uh, was very fast. Uh, anyway, I, I'm in front of Marquez, I take some point, but uh, you know... Uh, <laughs> Don't bite me. I'm, I'm still okay. But have you got your boot back? I've noticed that your uh, boot is is off. A little bit uh, damp, perhaps <laughs> down there. You went for the shoey, Jack Miller style, Danny Ricardo style. I bet the fans love that. I love uh, the inaction when uh, when uh, Jack uh, did the shoey, and I, I, I say at the first victory I want to do. And I want to wait, uh, but today, today was the right day also if it's not a victory. And it's good, eh? also the taste is not so bad. <laughs> you want to try? I really do not want to try any of that after 28 laps of Misano. <laughs> a second place, Valentino. Thanks. Great performance today. Shame it could be a win, but next time out at Aragon, we'll see. Yeah, yeah, for sure from now to the end, give the maximum. Ciao. Ciao. Do you want to try? <laughs> I wouldn't. I'll tell you what, what, a, what amazing though, you know. To, to compliment Danny um, with his disadvantages that he has had and now the advantage he had today with that softer tyre. But to recognise that, just after a race, he's not yeah. been able to watch it like we have just then. So he's no, only found out from his team. It? Yeah, he's an amazing guy. Look at this. Here, look, here's his shoey. 
Yeah, I mean, you know, where's his Blues Brothers uh, teammate anyway? He should be drinking out of the shoe himself as well, right? His old Uchio. Everybody needs somebody, but I wouldn't need that. I definitely would well, not need that. Well, you know that. what? He's a shoe man and he is the ultimate showman, isn't he? And you can't really argue with that sentiment today of Danny Pedroza, you were stunning today, but why couldn't you have just done it at Aragon instead of in front of all these? He almost said I'd repay the favour, didn't he? And let you win in Aragon if it, if it is the case. But, uh, you know, still second place. But 30, 38 points instead of 43 points is a big difference at this stage in the championship. That would have made it really interesting. It's interesting anyway, but less than 40 points at this stage in the championship would have made it really interesting. OK, we can hear from the race winner now because Gavin is with Danny. Danny, congratulations. The eighth different winner in a row. Was there a moment you were thinking this was going to be that season where things weren't just going to work out for you? <laughs> of course, of course. There are moments where where you see, you see everything is, is, is dark. <laughs> but, um, you know... Uh, Super, super, uh, super day today because uh, the rhythm was was the key, and I had a lot of laps with a very high pace. Uh, I couldn't believe, and I just kept my pace, uh, trying to make no mistakes, and uh, and I was uh, I was not sure at the beginning of the race because Valentino pulled away a lot, so I, I was thinking maybe the podium can be uh, can be a chance. But little by little, I see that I was gaining on, on both of them, uh, on, th on the three of them. And uh, in fact, I make a good passes. I could uh, stick still always into my lap time. And, and finally, super great feeling because, uh, as you said, uh, so long time uh, having troubles that uh, today to have this performance feels great for me, friends, family and, and the team. Uh, everybody stick behind. And uh, in these hard times is when you, you really need the help. But uh, what can I say? Uh, I'm super excited. Uh, but we cannot uh, we, we cannot be too too excited at these uh, these days uh, next days because people will work. So we need to keep our feet down and feet on the ground and try to try to keep focus for the next. I want to know about the choice of tyres. To go with the soft tyre because you know only one other person went with the soft front tyre. So was it a gamble or was it something that you know you'd done a race distance during practice on and you knew what the performance was going to be? I uh, actually my strong point this weekend was the rhythm. Yesterday in qualifying I struggled a lot and I I didn't do a, a good lap time. Actually my lap yesterday was the same lap that I did almost today and uh, in the race. But uh, I never tried this tyre in the hot condition, only in the morning. So I had a better feeling, I don't know why. Anyway, K or V, they were both medium and not soft. Uh, but uh, for me, for the feeling was better. So I chose this one. I knew was, I was the only one. And, but uh, in the race, I forgot about it. And I just focused on, on riding. Then the feeling came and I can, I can stick to my lap time. This was, the, this was the crucial thing in the race. And we've been asking all these different winners, the last seven of them in the row, about how amazing MotoGP is. We were worried you weren't going to get here to be able to talk to us about it, but what about MotoGP at the moment? To see eight different winners in a season, you've been through 10 seasons now where you've won a race. How incredible is the, the level? i never seen something like this ever before with so many changes in the, in the, in the front. And uh, that's why I say we need to keep our feet on the ground because... We need to focus for the next race. Try to try to achieve again the same the same level of performance uh, if we can, and uh, and uh, try to try to make our our uh, place there in the front. <laughs>
Danny, it's great to see you back here. Congratulations and all the best for next time at Aragon too. Well done. Thank you. Well, it is absolutely great to see him winning a sublime performance today by Danny Pedroza and James. He yet to do it from eighth. Yeah, I mean, that's, this is Mazzano, where you're supposed to be on the front row or the second row at worst. Yeah, he did get away with them great. And what, what he said was, was the rhythm mm. rather than anything else. And it's interesting to see that he said he wasn't really a soft. It was, there was the softer of the medium. So it's a psychological thing as well for the riders. But this is the unpredictability of what the ties are bringing because it is new this year. And that's one reason why we're seeing seven different winners. Yeah, I was going to ask you about that because obviously the rule changes and, and the new tyre company coming in, Michelin, have made a massive big difference, but also the stripped back electronics. Yeah, huge. And it's not been to the advantage of Danny Pedro. I mean, seven races it's been since he was on the podium back at his home race in Catalonia. And it's because of the different conditions, mm. because of his light, light weight uh, and, and the front end setting that he has on the bike, unless he gets this kind of temperature with that kind of a compound, he finds it not just difficult, impossible. Doesn't always work out for him, but it certainly did today. If you got the confidence to pass the likes of Valentino Rossi for the lead there, it just showed you what confidence he did, he did have today in that front tyre. Yeah, and it's pretty interesting that he said that he forgot that he was the only one on that tyre when it was halfway through, when he was starting to move through the field and obviously had self-belief that, you know, he could actually do it when he saw the lap times coming down. It's all a surprise. He's not been there for so long, mm. you know, and he's got a tyre that he doesn't even know if it's going to be any good on the last half a dozen laps. But it was. It was so strong from start to finish, and, um, and it is surprising for him. But, you know... The, the, the seven winners that we've had, it's a little bit of a surprise, but there has been six world champion, previous world champions in that top seven, and all of them has won a race at world championship level. And this is the great thing about MotoGP at the moment. Yep. The level is so strong. Here we are standing in the glorious sunshine. And I would be telling you porky pies if I didn't say there was a slight air of disappointment around this paddock. We've come through from the pit lane side and we can see the trucks behind us and people going around about their business. But, you know, it, it would have been a very different atmosphere, of course, if Valentino had won, taking nothing away from Danny at all because that was an incredible performance from him. But there's a lot of sad people. Hold the limoncello tonight. <laughs> yeah, you know, like I said at the beginning, this could be the last of, of three chance they can win you know but second with a with a rider that's kind of a, a you know it was, a, it was a, an underdog today yeah. i think if it was lorenzo or marcus that had beat him i think that the the the, the, the beer would definitely be have stopped but um because it was pajos it might just got away with it you, i know you haven't got a crystal ball but i'm just wondering whether with aragon coming next knowing how good the hondas are we'll look back at this moment with danny pedroza and we'll say he was actually quite instrumental in the championship oh very much so you know five points at this stage mm. in the i mean 61 points lorenzo is behind now you could say that, you know, that could be it for him because I don't think there's any more than four or five people to beat Mark Marquez. And if there isn't, then Lorenzo's going to find it very difficult to claw back that championship now. But 43 for Rossi, that's still wide open, especially if Danny Pedrosa can start beating Marquez because we heard Olivio Supo there. Yeah. At one point, they were thinking, well, this is not good for Pedrosa to be in front of Marquez. But actually, now, if you can pass Rossi, that'll, be, that'll just kind of, like, make it even uh, OK. But it's, it's difficult for Honda if they put any team orders in. Well, do you think team orders will come in? Yeah, well, do you think so? Maybe, maybe. It's, it's not really a sport where team orders come in, though, is it? If Mark Marquez has to run this hard front tyre in a race and it's not going to perform as well as the Yamahas on the medium front or Danny Pedrosa on the soft front, uh, they, they may start doing it if the Yamahas consistently start beating Marquez. Well, a disappointment uh, that I'm mostly disappointed about, the fact that I thought Leonardo DiCaprio was supposed to be turning up this weekend and hey, I've not seen on, him. come on, No, come yeah, on. I'll make do. Um, let's hear from Jorge Lorenzo, who's been chatting with Gav. Well, Jorge, we heard your interview before Downing Park Ferry. Very, very honest assessment that you felt the others were faster than you today. We've talked about tyre choices. Was that the only option you really had to go with today with the front? For our bike, I think, was the right option. 
maybe for the riding style of Danny and his bike, maybe the soft one can, uh, can, can be a good option because he brake very smooth and he don't force so much the, the tire. And he was extremely, extremely fast today. Some last faster than even his uh, qualifying lap. So today was the, the day of Danny and uh, was not my day, to be honest. No? I, I missed some laps. I was the same as Rossi, but some others I lose one or two, one, one tenth and a half. And little by little I was losing way, way, way. And I tried my best, but I, I, couldn't, I couldn't keep uh, their pace and uh, I had to, to finish third. Disappointed a little bit because uh, I expected more. I expected to fight for the win at least until the end. But today was not my day and you have to accept it. Some days uh, they are faster than you and you have to, to upset the, the result. Have you felt the confidence come back this weekend in the bike? You're feeling on board the M1? A little bit. We had a great, great setting and uh, we could fight. We could fight. Uh, but you know, Rossi today was very, very good, very constant, very, he didn't make any mistake. And Danny from the back going very, very fast and uh, feeling, breaking hard and um, putting straight the bike and accelerate very, very well. Just pass, pass us and, and go away. So another podium, but you know, uh, last time we'll try again. Yeah, because next time's home, isn't it? Aragon, uh, the third of four home races this season. What about the Yamaha around there with the Michelins? Is it again in the case of it depends what we see when we get there? Well, Aragon in the past was not the was not one of the favorite tracks for Yamaha, but in the last two years we we won there and uh, we improved so much compared we we catch the Honda in this in this track. So now that the Honda, even if they improve, uh, they don't have the best acceleration ever. Maybe there we can have some options and uh, let's see if we can uh, next time find more for the for the victory. Anyway, congratulations on the podium, Jorge. Thanks for joining us. Thank you to you. It was an early departure in MotoGP for Alex Lowe's and he talked to Gavin shortly afterwards. Alex, I know you're a little bit disappointed. Obviously, it's never good when you crash out. Tell us what happened. We didn't see it. Yeah, I just uh, lost the front at turn one, really. I'm not quite sure what happened, but I felt all right in the race. I just was going to get into it. My goal was to try and stay in the low to mid 34 to the whole race. I felt all right and then just lost the front, not without much warning. But it's been another good weekend. I've enjoyed it a lot. I learned a lot and it's just a shame I didn't get you know, a lot more laps in the race to, to understand a bit more. But, uh, yeah, really disappointed. But thanks to the team, thanks to, to everyone. And, uh, yeah, it was good. You said to me when I came up and asked you, you said you almost felt like you weren't pushing hard enough because the, the, the plan was to get in your rhythm and, and, and not do anything silly early on. I guess understanding these tyres, or especially that front tyre, is key to riding this MotoGP bike. Yeah, there's lots, lots, there's lots of things that are different for me in the race situation. And riding the heat, maybe there's a bit less front grip. Um, uh, yeah, maybe I just wasn't forcing the tire enough. It looks like with these tires, you have to keep the load there all the time, and and it's 28 laps. So I wanted just to build into a rhythm like we had it, and made a bit of a plan for that. And maybe I just wasn't pushing as hard as I probably should have been at that point. But uh, yeah, we'll have a look and make sure that I don't do it again. And hopefully we'll get another one this eh? Yeah, hopefully yeah, because every weekend I'm learning. That obviously, it's not nice to end on a on a bit of a negative, but you know, luckily for me, it, it, I've got the opportunity to really enjoy these races. I'm not in the championship and. And I've certainly learnt a lot that can help me next week in Superbike. So, uh, yeah, fantastic weekend. Honestly, I enjoyed it. I'm really upset with the, for the team more than anything for the result. But, uh, yeah, I think it was a step better than Silverstone. So that was the goal. Yeah, well, thanks for talking to us, Alex. Cheers, mate. 
Well, obviously that was Neil Hodgson, not not Gavin, that he was talking to there. But um, yeah, it, it was a strong weekend, ironically, until the race really, and um, he's learning all the time. But we may well see him at the next race at Aragon. Yeah, in super. Uh, well, so yeah, yes, in, in place of Bradley Smith again. Yeah, yeah Bradley's knee is, is definitely uh, not going to recover before then. Uh, it's I not know. confirmed, though, but it's looking good, isn't it, that he'll replace it? Makes sense. Well, it? I think Yamaha are kind of like just uh, weighing things up as well because he does need to concentrate on the Superbike Championship that is, is contracted to, is at Lausitz Ring, as we know, next weekend. So mm. I, I think it's a Yamaha thing as well, wanting him to focus on that as well as doing this as well. This is a great opportunity for him, though. Where is he in the Superbike Championship? He's about 10th or 11th. something. He's 11th. So, top, I mean, top Yamaha, though. That's a problem for Yamaha. But he's not fighting for the win, though, is he? No, no, he's not. But I, I, I do think that um, it's important for riders who they have signed a contract for and the team they've signed for, mm. they commit fully until they, they've completed that before before they move on. It's been an amazing uh, opportunity for, for Alex. But you can see that the, 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 the task is dawning on him, how tough it's going to be by just coming in halfway through a season and trying to learn the bike, the tyres, the electronics, the team and everything. So it might just be as good for his confidence and, he, and his progression in his career to concentrate on superbikes. Mm, well, when you get an opportunity like that, of course, you don't say no, do you? You're right, he's in doing superbikes next weekend, last it's ring in Germany, and then maybe we'll see him in Spain in Aragon. No, I think we will. Weeks. I think we will. Because obviously, and young, isn't they it? don't clash, do they? So, no. um, and, I, and I think, you know, Aragon's a track he does know as well from the superbikes. And um, I'm sure another race on this MotoGP bike won't do him any harm. He qualified 14th, remember? Yeah, it was good, wasn't it? You know, it? only a second off the second row. So, you know, he's, he's doing a great job. Yeah, he is. Okay, well, fingers crossed for that one. We'll let you know any news as soon as we have it, of course. So here are the highlights of Moto3. We've got a hairpin and a couple of lefts left to go now as Bastianini will surely go for the breaking point. He doesn't, Binder's brilliant on the brakes on that KTM. Binder pulls it almost to the line. He just about makes it to the apex. He has one more corner to go, as do these two for third place. Brad Binder's looking to win off pole for the first ever time, but Bastianini, he comes to the rear end of him. It's going to be surely Binder over the line. Brad Binder wins the Moto3 Grand Prix from Anaya Bastianini. Binder wins from pole position for the first time out of four times. Neil, thanks for joining us. Have you enjoyed today? Oh, stunning, stunning. I thought Valentino was going to do it. Obviously, no one, no one, no one saw that coming from Danny. But but when you saw when you started to see Danny coming through, though, you, you must have thought, ah, I did. Ah, I this is Danny's I, day. Yeah, I did. I spotted it really early. Actually, I thought he's coming through. Yeah, you know, thanks. and you know, Danny, when when it's when it's all happening for him, we saw it at the end of last year. He's amazing. It's just that he's inconsistent, isn't he? But, yeah, mm. great race. With, with, with two Ross. left to go, though, he was only half a second one in Rossi. But he made a mistake in like turn four. Turn four, he went wide and lost all that momentum and, and that I reckon he lost the front even though yeah. you couldn't quite see it and I think at that point Rossi thought hang on a minute I don't obviously I want to win I don't need to crash and the championship's still on yeah so. yeah, yeah no it absolutely is but when you heard at the start because Gavin was talking you through the tyres that they yeah. we've just been given all the tyre choices as well because we looked at it we went oh that's interesting Danny Pedroza on a soft what, what, what we've seen uh, you know over the last what is it three or four rounds the people that take a risk like when Cal Crutchlow was on the start line on hard wet tyres back in the Czech Republic yeah. which seems like a, <laughs> an age ago that was such a brave move but it paid off Running that soft front was a brave move because mm. would it last? Well, we all thought it wouldn't last, but it did last. It offered more grip for the whole race distance. And this tighter, you know, it's all it's all new technology, you know, new technology for everybody. And with this high temperature, now the teams have got that experience and data that the softer front here with these temperatures can actually last a full race. Yeah, that's yeah, basically. Well, 
people won't be getting caught out like this next year, will they? Because they'll know, no, actually, we know that this compound works. But that's, that's the beauty of it being a learning year for everybody. I still cannot believe eight different winners in eight races. No, Bizarre. What Bizarre. a pass that was, though, from Danny. Down in there, down that hill. You know it. You were on the Faccio Ducati. It is a tricky position to pass. Isn't it? It, well, and in front of the, that's the Rossi stand as well. Just imagine if it had took him out at that point. Because it was. It was a lunge. I don't want to do that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> li li you would... Well, his life would be in danger. So, yeah, it's stun stunning race, but stunning season. We're so lucky. I've said it before. I'll say it again. Golden era. This is it. Enjoy what you're seeing because it doesn't get any better than this. Yeah, it's because they don't want to took a lot of flak, didn't they, when they changed they the did. rules? A lot of people saying, "Oh, you're dumbing it down, this, that, and the other." But actually, when you look at it now, eight different winners. You don't see that in motorsport championships. You don't see it anywhere else, really, do but, you? But the rule changes for someone like Danny. It's been the worst mm. thing ever because as soon as you had less electronics for anti-wheeling anti and anti-traction uh, control and a one make tyre rule and you couldn't have specific tyres yep. just for him as we've seen today it's such a specific condition that Danny needs with the softer front to get that result you know if we go to Catalonia and it's, it's raining or it's cold forget about it again I think you yeah, know? yeah yeah well, yeah yeah which usually when we get to uh, the next round it can be a bit cooler anyway so uh I'm just ple I'm pleased this one because I have to interview him all the time and he's really miserable every time. That's because he has to talk to you though. <laughs> oh, actually, yeah, that's why everyone's miserable. It's all starting to make sense. You've had though. a hard time from Susie today, haven't you? Yeah, you have been picking yeah, on me. Look hard. how we're slow on that Ducati. It's, just let it go. It's you, all Susie. affectionate love. You know that. <laughs> Is you that know? what it is? Yeah, absolutely. You hide it so well. Thank you very much. It's a love hate that's thing. A... Loves to hate. No, it's just love. It's just all love. <laughs> all love here in Mazzano. But it is Lorenzo Baldazzari winning the Moto2 race here. He has done it all right. He's gone one better than he did the last time he was in Italy at Mugello. He wins for forward racing. Lorenzo, congratulations. As we spoke to you yesterday, there's something special about you and riding in Italy, and you've finally done it. You've won your first Grand Prix, but even more special for you. What's it like to do it in front of a home crowd? Yes, it was very special. First win here in Italy because uh, after a great result uh, in Italy, maybe it's the race that uh, I have uh, man, much power. I tried uh, all uh, to push. Uh, Alex was uh, riding very good. I tried to push very hard. I tried all the best, uh, almost uh, in the limit with the front. But uh, it was special for me. Thank you. Thank you to the World 46, to my forward team, uh, to the boss and to all the team and family. We can tell you've really worked hard today. You deserve it. Congratulations, Lorenzo. Go and enjoy that win. Thank you. Thank you very much. I will enjoy. Johan, that looked like a frustrating race. Um, inconsistent times early on. What was going on? What's going on? I think I got a tyre problem with the rear. Even since uh, we used this tyre just to do a few laps to, to see if not open or lose some, some rubber was okay, but not uh, the, the best condition. I, and it was not the same tire than I did qualifying and I did warm up. And uh, it was same reference, but not same feeling. Beginning of race, I was ready to, to fight. I felt good, really. Then I lose many position and I was thinking that I can catch again, but not. I was not able to follow my opponents. And in the end, uh, I could feel a little bit better, but not to catch uh, Nakagami. I was pushing a lot. So I saved a few points and uh, even after five years experience in Moto2, we learn every day. So um, this is the game and uh, unlucky this Sunday because I was strong all the weekend again.
Yeah, I know it's frustrating. Still championship leader. We'll see you in Aragon. Thank you. Thanks. Bye. Alex, we've heard that was such a tough race for you, as we can imagine, because when you broke your collarbone, did you imagine that you'd be closing points to Joan Zarco? It's now three between you and he as you go to a home race in Aragon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't I can't imagine no what what start to happen after after Silverstone, no, we are we are really strong. Uh, finally this race was really really hard for me. Uh, during all the race I was leading the, the race, uh, looking in every moment the the my, my, my guys, no, my, my team. So so finally last two laps he overtake me and I was behind him. He break more harder than me and I go straight, no? But but anyway, I'm at three points uh, on on the championship, so this is very very good thing. Was there a lot of pain? A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You suffered a bit. Yeah, a little bit. So during all the weekend, no, uh, I I improve a lot uh, from from Silverstone, but but still still pain, no. But anyway, I will do all my best in in Motorland in my home country. Yeah, we look forward to it. It's great to see the championship is still alive. Well done, Alex. Great performance. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, you'll recognise Paolo Nettini. And, um, and this, is, this is Martin Finnegan, who's the UK ambassador, of course, for Marco Simoncelli Foundation. It's great to see you. It's lovely to see both of you. Now, you're clearly holding a Fender. I know that. That's a, that we're getting into the music knowledge. And here. they've made it specially, by the way. Yeah. And uh, please so, tell us. Please tell, yeah, tell, for tell, tell us. Tell us what's going on with the guitar. Um, Paolo uh, had an idea to work with Fender. Me and Paolo have been friends for a while. We met. Uh, in Mugello in 2013, um, and we've been friends ever since. And I you were supporting them, right? The Rain Band was supporting That's Paolo. right. Yeah, yeah. Well, we met Mugello, and afterwards, uh, you know, Martin came, like, did a few shows around Italy. Yeah, it was great. And um, Paolo's dad's a huge MotoGP fan, and um, obviously, me and you did a song called Rise Again, didn't we? Um, which all the profits went to the Simoncelli Foundation. After that, Marco Simoncelli's father asked me to be the UK ambassador for the foundation. Mm. Uh, Marco in his lifetime was very active with the cause for kids with disabilities. So Paolo Simoncelli's dad set up a charity um, which has helped with many projects, um, which means that Marco's still doing something amazing even though he's not no longer with us. Um, so Paolo came up with a brilliant idea with Fender to have this guitar made. And of course it's signed by the man himself, Mr. Valentino Rossi. And there is a, a competition to raise money on a website, which is charitybuzz.com, right? That's right. Yeah, it's an auction, essentially, so it's available to, to bid on. You can the go auction. and bid on there. And the money goes towards, you know, the foundation, the school, I guess, you know, keeping it, keeping it going, helping build it, yeah. And when does it close? When does the competition close? So it's going to go live, the auction, um, on Tuesday, and it's going to, by request of Paolo Simoncelli, um, close on race day in Sepang, which will mark the fifth anniversary of... Uh, of Marco. That's lovely. So Tuesday, Charity Buzz, Charity. double Z. Charitybuzz.com. Yeah. Charity so and for, for our music fans, can you tell us particularly about that guitar? I'll definitely Put some detail on it for yeah. us, Paolo, if you would. Yes, it's a, it's a Fender Strat. We called it the, christened it the Super Seach Strat. Super Seach Strat. And it's made, as I said, it's the one of in the custom shop. It's, it's legit, you know, and then yeah. we, we didn't want to come across as too biased, but we got, um, we thought we wouldn't want to clutter it. We got one rider to sign it. Yeah. So I you're not going to sign it then, Paolo? No, no, no. It's only Valley's Come signature. Come on, I'm sure there. that I'd add some price to it. Sure. We'll just leave the uh, leave it for the for the big boys. You've been yeah. touring for the last two years, Paolo, and uh, yeah. any new material coming out in the future? 
Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm lucky to spend most of my time doing, writing stuff or going places and trying to meet people to write about, you know? It's, um, and that's what I'm doing just now. So, yeah, hopefully next year we have some stuff. In between albums, until now, it's been quite a gap, so I'm trying to close that. And you sound like you've been having too much fun, Paolo. That's what's been going on. Yeah, but, you, you know, we have fun when we do it. Make the record, to the record. It's, it's lucky, it's, it's fun. Like, but you've had fun this weekend. You've enjo enjoyed the racing? It's been yeah. amazing. The racing's been incredible. Um, In fact, hang on a second. I thought a, a 93 had won, not 26, right? Yeah. <laughs> you nearly yeah. went home, didn't you? Yeah. To be fair, um, we came from the grandstand. There's not um, a screen which tells you who's in front. Um, and me and Paolo walked back into Gressini Hospitality a little bit deflated, thinking Marquez had won. <laughs> and when we found out Danny Pedrosa had we won, Pedroza. we just cracked open a bottle of Prosecco. I think that's, that's right to say and, and see, celebrate. So. That's why you need to watch it on the telly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, nice. I mean, it was good. Just one question. Just one question. With that accent, Paolo, did you see uh, John McPhee winning the uh, Czech Republic? Yeah, I seen him. In fact, when we were in Valencia the end of last year, we uh, met John McPhee and... Uh, I met John McPhee and he was a great guy, lovely guy. So I was so happy for him. Yeah, and I'm, you know, he's, as I said, he's, he's, if you meet him, he's a cool guy, you know. We, we were really lucky to go to Valentino's ranch on Wednesday as well and meet Valentino. So oh, you went to yeah. The yeah, my brother-in-law came out and Paolo's dad and they had, that, Valley's their hero. So it's been. It's a, it's a very special place, and yeah. you're very lucky to have gone there. This is a brilliant idea, guys. You're a fantastic ambassador no, for Mesa, so very much. Well, well done on, on the guitar, and no, let's hope that you guys raise lots of money Happy for, for the Simoncelli Foundation. Yeah. Stunning stuff. Yeah, charitybuzz.com. Get on it on Tuesday, right? Yeah. Opens Tuesday. Tuesday, finishes the race day at Sepang, five-year anniversary of, of losing the great Marco Simoncelli. Yeah, Thanks, absolutely, guys. guys. And continue enjoying the, the weekend. I think, Neil, we've got Neil Forrest wandering in just to sum, sum up the weekend. Lovely guitar, lovely idea. And, uh, you know, this place, everybody's still obviously very much in love with Marco Simoncelli, and it's a lovely touch. Yeah, it really is. And it, what, what I like the best is you get someone like Paolo Nettini, who's an absolute superstar. And he's pleased he's met John McPhee. How good's that, though? Because <laughs> you Come respect on. bike racers so much because it's such a difficult sport and you get people like that. Great, isn't it? Yeah, and it just sort of passed down, doesn't it, really, from your parents. If they're really into bike racing, it you, you start watching it and you, you can't help but fall in love with it. It's just one of those sports. No, well, you can tell by his accent he's got a Scottish background, but he's also half Italian, I believe, as well. So that's probably why he's got the support of Valentino Rossi and Marcus yeah. Simoncelli. Well, and they said that they'd been to... Oh, sorry, Neil. No, I was going to say, I thought it'd be more rock and roll than opening up a bottle of Prosecco. Uh, that on. was Martin that said Italy? that. Actually, you know, you know, yeah, Paolo didn't mention. It? Yeah, he didn't mention anything, <laughs> yeah. did he? So, let's have your highlights of the day then. I think, I mean, ninth, uh, eighth, ninth. I'm getting one ahead of myself. Eighth winner in eight, yep. eight different Grand Prix. Danny Pedrosa, stunning. Okay, it was a really, really fantastic day. And of course, we're going to be back in a fortnight's time. We'll be there in Spain, in Aragon. Join us on BT Sport. You will not miss a moment. So from Friday, we'll be live for free practice for you. This is 23rd of September. Saturday, we'll have all of your qualifying. And then, of course, race day will be live for you from 9.30 in the morning but i just missed your highlights so just in a word james your highlight today my oh my love binder my south love. african winning the world championship you know come on it's danny pedroza all day yes, long yes i take it back danny i'm very very sorry thank you for your company see you in a couple of weeks time break open the rioca ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row dreaming of something better well HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.